Hey, hey, hey! What's up, guys? Organic Poison, Sickest in the South podcast. Here I am. Here you are. Somehow, episode four, listening to me one more time. Uh, yeah, we had to take a break for a week. Uh, took a took a ride down to the motherland of Pike County. We're supposed to have uh have my dear friend Jason, Jason Galt, who does a podcast called Jason Explains It All. He was supposed to be my guest this previous week, but uh, I got a little too intoxicated the night before and had an excessive hangover. Also had to visit with my brother. He uh, was having some vision issues, so, you know, yeah, I probably could just come up with every excuse in the book, but it was a long Sunday to say the least. But, uh, yeah, here we are now. I'm going to try to do this thing where uh, maybe every three or four episodes, once a month maybe, I kind of just do it by myself, you know? Seems like a good idea after I was kind of forced in this position today to do it by myself. So, I might try to make it a thing, but I might not because uh, it's probably really annoying to have to listen to me talk to y'all as if y'all are next to me, but I'm just sitting in my car by myself. So, um... Anyway, apparently people are pretty upset about Jay-Z taking a deal with the NFL. Now, I don't know much about the specifics of this situation, but apparently it's got society, particularly the African-American community, in an uproar. Uh, A little backtrack here. Uh, Jay-Z was very supportive, to our understanding, of uh, Colin Kaepernick's uh, quarrel with the NFL and... You know, Colin Kaepernick ended up taking a settlement and blah, 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 which whether he should have or shouldn't have is, you know, for you to decide. I, I, I support him either way. I also still watch football, so, I mean, it's not, it's not yay or nay for me. But anyway, so the position that people are taking about this whole a vast majority of people are taking about Jay-Z and his uh recent endeavors with the NFL and Roger Goodell is you know they're all a bunch of racist white old bastards which is probably true and uh you know you shouldn't be sitting at the table with them because they're just using you as a pawn and you know using you as a table piece to be like oh hey look we got a black guy on the team da 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 and to an extent, that is possibly what they're doing. But to shoot Jay-Z a little bill here, and this is all butchered explanations and just a brief explanation of what I think. I mean, I am talking to myself, so give me a break here. Um, I think it's kind of kind of you know shitty for us to be so short short-minded, like you know, only think so far into the future. It's like we can get mad at Jay-Z for, you know, almost being the Uncle Tom in this situation. Oh, man, you're just doing it for money. You're just doing it for this. You're just doing it for, you know, your own self-gain. But let's be honest. If we sit here, I say we as a white guy, but if we just sit here as a community uh, of people who, of like-minded people who, you know, fight, uh, hope for equality and you know, go against injustice or what have you, or even just all fairness in the NFL, as simple as that. What? How do we expect to see a change without, like, 
I don't want to say though I hate using the word infiltration. But you have to infiltrate. That's the only way that it's going to happen. And Jay-Z, who better to do that than Jay-Z? I mean, it's not like you're going to get, you know, Eminem to go in there and do it. Oh, man, well, just let Eminem do it, you know, which I don't think anyone has said that. But he's the white guy, so he could go sit up. Then he would just be another rich white guy, and people would be mad about that. The thing about it is, to me, is if let's just say that the opportunity presented itself, and then Jay-Z didn't take the opportunity or turn it down and i i could be completely wrong but let's just say jay-z turns this opportunity down and um i feel like people would just be shitting on him then for not using his position to try to make things better or using that as an opportunity to make things better which is what i believe that he's doing and that's like i said all very short-winded explanations and opinions for that and we don't entirely know what will come from this. It's only time will tell. But I will say that I hope he finds a way to make something very positive of this. Of course, I'm sure that he will make a significant amount of money off of this venture as well. And it will open doors for a lot of people. But I hope that it comes with a little bit of clarity for the people who might be in, uh, you know, you know, high waters about this with him. People who are questioning this guy that six months ago, he, they were saying he should run for president. I mean, I think that Jay-Z is well-versed enough in the way that the that world functions that he's not going to allow himself to just go... I don't think he's chasing a check. And I don't think that he's going to allow himself to go and get Kanye'd. So we'll just have to see how it plays out. I don't know. Some of you guys probably don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but some of you might. So we'll just have to see how it goes. With that being said, still on the topic of football, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, you need to find a new job, buddy. It's time for you to go. Anyway. So, me and a friend of mine at work were talking about, I guess me and a coworker. I don't know if you're allowed to call your coworkers your friends. But we were having a conversation the other day about uh, ramen noodles. And, uh, you know, uh, the, the discussion was pretty much, you know, everybody's had some ramen. And, you know, it's like all throughout your life, you can probably think about different eras where you ate more ramen than you do now. Or you eat more ramen now than you used to. Everybody's gone through those eras where they've kind of had like a, you know like a bond with, with ramen noodles. Like, it's more of like a, you know, for me, it would be like, uh, let's just say 19, 20-year-old, 21-year-old, that era of my life. I ate a lot of ramen noodles, but I also ate a lot of ramen noodles back when I got to play music and travel a good bit. There's a bunch of ramen noodles, but when I think about ramen noodles, I think about those times, and it makes me, you know, kind of like uh, appreciate those memories some. And... But as we're having this conversation, and he was telling me that you know when he was when he was younger, he actually ate more ramen than he did when he got to college. He said he's eaten less ramen since he's gotten to college than he did when he was, you know, a younger teenager. And I was like, huh, that's crazy how that works out. But you know, everybody probably has a different story with ramen, which also makes me think: if you have a story for ramen, you should comment, tell me about it. I'll share it online. I'm sure you won't, but it's worth a shot. Trying to get this whole interactive, you know, 
community thing going where you guys like talk to me and tell me that you actually listened. Anyway, and then he said a statement that I I had to stop him because there was a difference. He said, honestly, man, who doesn't love ramen? And I'm like, okay, we got to back this up a second. Nobody said anything about loving ramen. We said that we've had it, and we said that we've got some good memories that were in around the ramen. But not everybody loves ramen. <laughs> ramen isn't exactly like the biggest, most requested meal on the planet. If, okay, if I have 50 cents and I have nowhere to sleep, guess what? I'm probably not even going to spend that on ramen. Ramen is something that just so happens to be there because somebody was like, oh man, we can get 10 of these for $1.25. Or, oh man, we can get 10 of these. I don't even know how much it goes for now. But, you don't love ramen. Nobody hits the lottery and says, oh hot damn, I'm going to go buy all the ramen in Walmart. Because I love it. I'm going to go stock all of my shelves in my house, my house, my cabinets, slap full of ramen because it's the best. It's like, I'm going to pass up on the lamb. I'm going to pass up on the gourmet pasta, salads. I'm going to pass up on the best pizza I've ever had. I'm going to pass up on Texas Day Brazil, Kiefer's, uh, Glory Bound. I'm going to pass up on all of that. I am going to go straight to the Save-A-Lot grocery store and grab me all the ramen that they have. I'm getting the shrimp. I'm getting the chicken. No. Nobody's doing that. And, you know, after I explained this to him, he's, of course, already walked away because it took me 10 minutes to explain it. Just kidding. Uh, but, yeah, after I explained it to him, he's like, man, I guess that's a good point. I mean, he's like, I really don't like like it like that. It's just... It's like a uh, it's like a poor man's like comfort food, but it's only comfort food because it swells up in your stomach, and you're like, oh man, now I'm kind of full. But you're you know, it's like a miserable fool. It's to me, it's like if there was an embodiment of a skeleton of like a rodent that had faded away on the side of the road, and somehow it became food, and it's like, oh man. This happens to be sitting in the back of the van. Oh man, this happens to be sitting in the back of the cabinet. Oh man, I don't even. I'm just gonna have to eat this dry because that's the way it is. No, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, who really even likes likes ramen? Like somebody be like, oh man, I love ramen. It's like okay, how do you make it? And they'll tell you about how. Oh, I'll put some cheese in it. I'll put some uh, Tabasco in. It, I'll put some Tony's in there. Da, da, da. It's like that's not that's not necessarily you loving ramen. You love the way that you can make ramen into whatever you want, and you fade away the taste of those powders that are in there that are only kind of all right. And in reality, if you just had like a spoonful of that shit, you'd probably collapse in agony. But, I mean, what do I know? I I don't remember the... Well, probably about a year ago was the last time I ate ramen. And it's because it was in the cabinet and I had not gone grocery shopping. But, once again, I digress. Some people might love ramen. I don't. I think that it, uh... I think it holds a very special spot in most of our lives. 
I think it holds uh, holds dear to uh, people who, you know, really who who really need it, who live off of it, you know, in certain times, certain places. But I don't think that it is. I don't think that it is well loved, uh, appreciated maybe, on occasion. Glad it's there, but it's not loved. There's no love for Top Ramen. But hey, I'm like I said. What do I know? Um, a couple of weeks ago, we went and uh, we went and sat down at the Keg and Barrel, and we were drinking a few beers and sitting there joking around. And I caught myself sitting there thinking, you know, I wonder what these people in here would do if I just got up and started screaming like I won the lottery. I won the lottery. He like let's you know have a couple hundred bucks on you and you just willing to blow that money. He'd be like I won the lottery, I won the lottery. Behind people's shots, see how people we react to being like, oh man. See if people would want to you know talk and whatever because it's like I think of when I go to the bar and try to have small talk with with people and it's like maybe one out of every ten people will actually talk. It's like maybe if, when I trim my beard, it's like a people I'm a little bit more approachable, but. Are people are not as weirded out by me approaching them. I just thought, you know, get up, start screaming, oh man, I won the lottery, I won the lottery. It's like, and then I got to thinking, you know, if you were that desperate to find people that would like pretend to be your friends, you could kind of get away with that at like, like every couple of weeks. Go to a different bar and like you really just have no social skills just be like oh shit i won the lottery and just buy a couple of people some shots and stuff and be like yeah you know just spend that 100 bucks that you were probably going to spend if you were staying out all night anyway and just spend that money and be like yeah this is great this is great and have you some companionship with people for a little while if you were a single man you could probably get laid that way like Hey, I won the lottery. I'm cashing in next week. This girl's be like, this girl will give you literally whatever you want that night. Whatever you want. And then literally by the end of that night or the next night, depending on how good you are at lying about winning the lottery, I mean, you could have a really good run and then just go find a different social group the next week. Hey, I won the lottery. Yeah. But it's like, oh man, turn up. And like, as soon as I cash this check in, I'm coming back to this bar. If if the bar owners are naive enough or the bartenders are naive enough, you might be able to pull off getting a bunch of free shit. Because they'll think, oh, he's going to come in here and spend buku money next week. I mean, and maybe you wouldn't even do the I won the lottery. You might could say something like, oh, man, uh, I just want to bet. You know, like, or something like, I just got a, uh, some kind of a large substantial amount of money, but the lottery is not necessarily that realistic. I imagine by like the fifth beer you ask for for free on the love, they're going to be like, all right, we need some proof that you won the lottery. And then you're going to be like, ah, hey, boo boo. And you just run out. There's nothing you can do, I guess. But you don't want to do that. You would want to just kind of vanish. Hey, whatever happened to that guy that said he won the lottery? Hey, whatever happened to that guy that said he won all that money on that Pacquiao fight? I don't know, man. He just never came back. I guess he, you know, went on vacation somewhere. Boom, that's it. You would also have to be, like, not traceable on social media. Because when they realize you're just like, oh, man, I have a 9 to 5. 
five miles down the road from that bar. They might come find you. And they might tell you you're a jerk or something. You know, they find you on uh, Facebook and be like, oh my gosh, this dude like literally makes like eight fifty an hour and uh, sucks. Like he lives in a tent. He did not win the lottery. He didn't. Pacquiao lost. Come to find out, which didn't happen. But I mean, I don't know. It's just something to think about. I, if somebody, hey, more interactive. You know, hey, here we go. Uh, trying to get some crowd involvement. Somebody go try that. I personally am a married, faithful man, so I can't be the one. But I would encourage one of you guys to go out there and try that. Let me know how it goes. Work up a good plan and work up a backup plan to pull, like to use in case it doesn't work. So that way you can get yourself out of there as quick as possible and not have anybody slander you or maybe not remember your face, which would be convenient. Because if you're doing that, you don't want for that person to tell somebody at the other bar that you're going to try it at the next weekend that that's your gimmick. So try it out. Let me know how it goes. If it happens to work... Please share your story with me, and I will definitely explain it word for word with a little bit of sauce on the next podcast or the future podcast. If you hear this podcast a year and a half from now and you still go out and try that, I don't care. Send me the message. I really want to know how that played out. Uh, I'm going to be selling some shirts soon. I'm not selling the shirts for the sake of trying to hustle people out of money, but I do need people's money. I uh, I, I make a, a, a decent living currently, but I also have a wife, a child, and bills. So I want to use the money from these shirts that I'm getting made to uh, kind of dump back into the entertainment, if that makes sense. Uh, I'm going to I'm working on trying to save up some money to purchase myself a new computer. Uh, because as of right now, I am recording this on my phone. With that being said, even after I get the computer, there's a strong possibility that I will still be recording this on my phone. Because it's kind of neat. I get to go and do and whatever. I actually can thank Tim for that because Tim was the one that told me that you could just start a pod- just start a podcast, man. You know, people will probably listen to it. And if they don't, so what? You'll still enjoy doing it. And he's right. I do enjoy it. And I have had a few more people listen to it each week that I've done it. And as I promote it, more people kind of listen. I've checked the statistics. I'm doing all right. I am not surprised that the first episode, which was labeled Interview with Keith Dalton, is actually the one that did the best numbers. Uh... And it's kind of crazy because it still gets more plays than the others, which the others are doing okay, but nothing is doing as well as the interview with Keith Dalton. It wasn't an interview with Keith Dalton, if you haven't noticed. But, you know, I also learned to not... uh, I'm not going to name any of my titles as misleading as that one was. Because I had three or four people message me and be like, wow, dude, why didn't I thought that you really interviewed Keith? That would have been crazy. And now I'm thinking, damn, I wonder if I could get an interview with Keith. I mean, is it that far-fetched? I mean, think about if I could get a one-on-one interview, at least 20 minutes, 30-minute interview with Keith Dalton. Now... Obviously, I am not 
in any way coordinated with his belief systems or the way that he does things. But it would be pretty interesting if I could sit down with him and actually have some questions written out and ask him things that we all want to know the answers to. Or kind of even just get him to sort of explain himself. I mean, yeah, no, it's kind of fuck Keith, whatever. I feel you. I feel you. But it would be some good content. Especially if you don't have him in the street in front of a bunch of people. You don't have him out there doing his crusader thing. I'm sure he would probably try to get some of his shit off on the the interview. But it would kind of be worth it if we could at least get the one-on-one. I might would have to video that. I've never actually interviewed anyone before either. So, that would be kind of neat. But, once again, let me know what you think about that. We'll have to see. Um, got a few more guests coming on here soon. Um, here fr- from the Hattiesburg, the Pine Belt area, which is exciting. I'm going to be able to uh, start getting my... My name out here a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Getting a few people up on the radio with me talking. But it'll be exciting. I'm really looking forward to uh, having these guests on. Some of them you'll know. Some of them you might not. It depends on who you are and where you're listening to this from. So if you are from the Pine Belt area, chances are you will know a few of them. If you are from the Macomb area, these are people you should check out. I promise. And if you are from somewhere else... Hey, you probably don't know who any of the people that I interview or that I talk to on here is. So, it'll work out. Uh, But, I digress. Once the uh, shirts come out, though, I would love it if you guys could buy one. And I'm going to be doing a thing where, basically, if you share my post about the shirts, then you will be, your name will be put in a hat and... Three people will be chosen, and if you have already bought a shirt, by the time I choose the three names, then you will be refunded your money. So it'll work out. I'm trying to get as much money as I can, or excuse me, I'm trying to sell as much, as many shirts as I can in a certain time frame so I can get this computer and start doing these things that I need done to bigger and better the podcast, because it's going to be great. And I also have some other things that I'm wanting to work on that will be more content for you guys to laugh at and tell me that I suck at. But, one step at a time. Uh, yeah, once that gets going, then we'll get rocking. And we'll get popping. And we'll get socking. Rock them, sock them, robots. Uh, global warming. Uh, about a week and a half ago, was at work and they were telling me that apparently this was like that was like the hottest July that we've had in record history. Uh, I don't know much about global warming, but I know it sucks. Uh, I also saw where there was an asteroid coming to the within like ten thousand miles of here, as in ten thousand miles of the planet from the planet. Now, if that explains anything to you, the planet is not is. Excuse me, the planet itself is 26,000 miles all the way around. So, less than half of that distance is how close this massive, life-ending asteroid is coming to the planet Earth. 
Good news is, uh, it's not coming for another 10 years. Bad news is, it's not coming for another 10 years. Could change its trajectory. Could come straight here. But, we're going to hope that's not the case. And, uh, we're going to just assume that, uh, it's going to go further away as opposed to coming closer. Now, an interesting thing about that. What if, like, what would you do, personally, if you found out that an asteroid hit, let's say, wherever you are right now, completely on the other side of the planet? So it's like, it doesn't really affect you, per se, as far, like, physically. But, an asteroid, that, now the one that I'm talking about, would probably affect all of us. Chances are it would kill every last one of us. But I'm saying like one that's like the size of a washing machine as opposed to the size of Drake's new mansion. Like if it hits and it just totally eradicates everything within like a hundred miles of where it is or everything within like, a, let's just say a thousand miles, a square, a circle radius, third, you know, bam, there you go. Bam, a thousand miles, boom, what would you do? Would you be like, oh my gosh, like, I'm totally upset about this. What are we going to do if this happens, if this is just one of many? Ah, da, 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 da. Would you freak out or would you just not give a shit? I mean, I would freak out. It would bother me. I mean, obviously there's only so much that you can do, but... I mean, that's got to be scary. Like, you just look out your window right now, and just as far as you can see, I mean, if you're in, like, a cityscape, whatever, but, like, go out into the street and just look as far as you can see down the street. What if you just saw a meteor come from the sky heading to the furthest distance from where you can see? I think the same thing about nuke bombs, but since we're talking about meteorites and asteroids, this is kind of relevant, but... Think about just watching it, as it, and it goes, and it hits, and you just see that... I guess, would it be called a shock wave? Whatever that wave is that just comes and... That is scary as shit. Like, just thinking about that is scary to me. Like like I said earlier, I'm sitting and I'm staring out into a field right now, right next to where I live. And I'm just thinking about, like, looking from the clouds all the way down, just boom. I mean... If I'm in a field, would the shockwave, like, shoot me and the car, like, into the house and on further into this other field? Or would it just, like, flip the car over a little bit? Or would it would it blow up? Would it take all of the oxygen out of the air from where I am right now? Like, what would happen if that happened? Maybe I should look it up. But... It's food for thought. It's something kind of interesting. Maybe there's somebody that I could have on here that could explain it a little better to me. But, who knows? My reason for asking that about the asteroid happening and eradicating everything within like a thousand miles of, you know, the polar opposite of the country where you are right now, was... There's places in this world where there are... Uh, like, really, really heinous, there's, like, really heinous shit happening. Like, people are, like, you know, 
chopping off people's heads, uh, there's people that, like, kidnap people, and, like, the kind of stuff that happens here, but it happens all day, every day, in a much smaller area. Like, the amount of people that get kidnapped in America compared to the amount of people that get kidnapped in, let's say, uh, Libya. There's people getting taken in, like, Libya. Okay, Libya's got slaves. They sell slaves in Libya right now. So think about how shitty that is. I don't know. I digress. I don't even know why I'm talking about this. But it just makes me think, you know, how much would you give a shit about the asteroids that hit China if you really don't give a shit about them selling slaves in Libya? Or if you really don't give a shit about them turning children into soldiers, pretty much little monsters in, you know, South America or in Africa? Something to think about. I mean, not you particularly. Not you particularly don't give a shit. I just mean we in general. Because uncommonly, I don't give a shit either. I mean, I, I do, but I don't. It's like, I only give a shit when I'm stopping and thinking about it. And then I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm going to go play Madden. Alright, let me just not really worry about this too much. It drives my wife nuts whenever I watch the, when I watch the news. Because she's like, I don't want to see this. Like, I don't want to see, like, this is so depressing. And I think about, I mean, I used to be the same way. Like, I don't, I don't want to watch the news. I don't want to hear about this shit that's really bad. I don't want to hear people talk about, oh, the world's ending. And I, the older I get, the more I think, like, actually I do. I do kind of want to know about, I mean, you have to very, very carefully siphon through the news. I mean, you can't just, like, absorb every single thing that's said on any media. Like, I mean, I don't care if it's Vice. I don't care if it's RT. I don't care if it's Fox or CNN. All of that shit has an agenda. But you have to pick, the, find the things and just like try to take them for what they are. You got to also understand that there's probably presented a vast majority of these places are all like you know something's being fabricated or something isn't being told or you know some pictures are being painted however certain people want them to be. But you got to you know source around and find different ways, you know, if there's a news story going around and it pops up on, just just say, all four or five of those places I just named. You could probably figure out pretty good what's going on if you check out all five of them. But, I mean, nobody has time for that. As I was saying, it's like, I kind of want to know what's going on in the world. A lot of it is bad, but not all of it is bad. Like, not all of it... We shouldn't allow all that bad shit to bring us to a point where we're scared to know the truth about things that are going on in the world. If anything, we should try our best. I mean, I, should, I, try, I try my best. I want to try my best. Not necessarily we should all. I can't tell you what you should do, but I want to try my best to use that and try to, like... I don't want to sound like that guy. Oh, your energy, man. You got to have good energy. I want to just try to turn that around. Like, because 
you know, we worry about the problems that are going on all across the world. And it's like, we should, we should be aware of these things. And we should, when we can talk about these kind of things and, you know, try to, try to, you know, encourage people to be aware of these things. But in the same breath, we should also try our best to be some, be a bright, a bright existence to the people that you see in the grocery store that you don't know, or your coworkers that you know, that kind of an asshole. But you know, they might be assholes because they are really pissed off at the world. They might be assholes because they're pissed off at their parents. They might be assholes because of a ser- series of events in their life that has kind of made molded them to be an asshole. And it's like we won't be able to make things better. And this goes on a small scale on a a scale as a country, on a scale as uh, people of morals, moral capacity, we won't be able to make things better unless we allow ourselves to be better representations of, a very redundant word, positivity. Man, if you make music, uh, if you do anything with any kind of uh, entertainment, if you play sports, if you know, you do anything. Of course, we're all going to be competitive. Everybody's going to be competitive because we can't stay off of our fucking phones, and we're going to look at somebody and see somebody doing something. We should try our best, even though we're going to be competitive. We should try our best to be encouraging to people, to each other. We have got to be. Obviously, we're going to be competitive, but we have got to try to be less competitive and a little bit more encouraging. I'm talking to myself as well. This is not just to other people. This, I guess, in turn, is like a therapy session for me to be able to tell y'all the things that I think about. It's like rather than sitting there on your phone and being the mo- being kind of envious of people or being like, man, some some guy in a completely different state is like. Uh, got this, you know, really corny rap song where he says like twelve words in the whole song, and he's got like six thousand plays in the first week. What does that make a fuck to me? That doesn't matter. That should not matter. I mean, that should not make a damn to the way that I create and the way that I express myself with any kind of entertainment, whether it be the podcast or rap or playing guitar or this or that or going to work that don't make a shit good that's good for him that doesn't it it, that's the way that it should be and we should be that way especially to the people who are closer to us and around us not necessarily saying like people that you know but people in your area it's like I mean, sports players. I know plenty of sports players over the years that they'll be like on the same team and be like, fuck that dude. Say, no, man. No. You don't have to be that way. You could be cool with each other. I mean, you could still say, fuck that dude. But in reality, that really doesn't provide you anything with the exception, like I said, we are all going to be competitive. We all have to want to raise the bar on by certain degrees you know with other people but in the same breath it should all be more communal like like i don't believe in this utopia of everybody just getting along and making shit together that would be great but that doesn't that never works out the way that people want it to but 
I do believe that it would be possible. Like, you think about the comedy guys, doing stuff with the rock guys, doing stuff with the rap guys, doing stuff with the, you know, podcast guys, doing stuff with the artists. It's like, we're so worried about, uh, you know, who's more popular and who's more, you know, got more followers and who's got more uh, plays and views and this, that, and the third. And I'm, I feel like, what is our, what is the way for us to get away from that? Like, from that being, you know, the tale that's as old as time, obviously. Everybody wants to be the cool guy. And it's like, even the guy who says he's not worried about that is still pretty worried about that. Because that's a gimmick in itself. It's like, how, how young, how... What's for starters, what is the age where you stop worrying about that? What do you go through in life where you don't worry about that as somebody who makes a product of entertainment or media and you the goal is literally to get as many people's eyes and ears on your shit as possible? How do you do that uh with actual humility without you know I mean, I, I, where's the balance there? Basically, we all seem to be very concerned about the things that we don't necessarily want to be concerned with. But for some reason, there is a justification for those for worrying about those things because, oh, well, I've got to get, you know, I got to do this because I got to get people to, you know, listen to my stuff or I got to get people to check out my page or I got to get people to, it's like, I feel like the only way to get away from that, like that being the thing, those excuses and those justifications, is to just drop it all. Like, what if you just, you know, like, I take myself for example. What if I just stop making podcasts? What if I just stop making music? What if I just erase my social media finally and just never look back at it? I mean... I don't feel like I would be fulfilled as a person if I was to give up all of the outlets that I had to be the closest inkling of creative. But, in the same breath, I do want to be less concerned about all of that shit, if that makes sense. Like, I don't, I don't really, I don't, I would love to just be able to pick up my phone and be like, I don't really care about all the how many numbers are in the little orange box at the bottom of Instagram. But I do care. I mean, even the people who say they don't care, they still check their shit every day. You know, so it's you know, it's one of those things. Just food for thought. I'm just I'm just ranting and venting and it probably would be a lot more interesting of a conversation if I was having it with someone else in the vehicle. But I digress. Uh, it's getting pretty humid in here, and it is just me. So I'm just going to go ahead and check out. And uh, this next week, I will have a guest, and it will be someone new, and you guys are going to love them. Just letting you know. I have two people lined up. I don't know which one I'm actually going to release this coming up Sunday, but I guarantee you, you will be excited about it. They are way better at holding conversation than I am. So, uh, if you guys feel like it, give me some feedback. 
the more feedback you guys give me, the less I'll ask you for feedback. Thank you so much. Organic Podcast, Episode 4. Thank <laughs> you.